Hello and welcome to That's Enough Already. Now this week on the podcast I've got Josh Thompson who's a mixed martial arts specialist. He does a podcast. He's wildly successful, wildly attractive. Couldn't get him. Got the other Josh Thompson from uh, New Zealand who's an actor. He's a good friend of mine. He's all the way from Timaru. Uh, if in New Zealand, you'd know him from the project and from Seven Days and from heaps of other stuff. And he was also the Cash Converters guy. He also directs a lot of stuff. Globally, you'd know him as Pigsy uh, from Netflix series The New Legends of Monkey. And he was in a movie called Gary the Pacific. I watched that. It was hilarious. There was a lot of um, pulley any underpants and um, a lot of sweat. A lot, I could have starred in that, but Josh got the role because uh, he's Gary. And then there was also something really hilarious that he did. It was um, a series and it won awards called Subject Dad. It's just emails that his dad sent and it was phenomenal. You have to go look him up. Josh Thompson, I also once um, nearly killed a mall Santa with him when both of us sat on his lap. Enjoy this podcast. He's a very funny man. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip. Shush, please. Uh, 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 yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. So, Josh Thompson, you're in Hi there. Business, How are you going? Australia in Perth. Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> you're uh, you're originally from Timaru. I am. Which uh, yeah, not a lot Island. of people know. It's in the middle of the South Island. I guess we have that in common. Like, you will always be the foreign guy because, I mean, you're never going to be. If you're from Timaru, you're not. You know, you're foreign, basically. It does feel like another country, yeah. I've been there. You've been there. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean. Very quiet. It's, the beach. Look, I mean. The dairy. Yes. I can't, two or I three can't, supermarkets. I can't get, like, I can't ever enjoy the beach in um, Timaru because I was just deleting photos of your dad's um, bait <laughs> in the bucket. <laughs> That came up as a memory for me. Do you know what that's like to have your father's you, bait as why a memory? Have you got and of my father's you, bait. You sent that to me, and you said fishing oh. with dad, and then you sent me photos of you, and of course, because it's on WhatsApp, and then it gets saved in my phone. Now, I just for for the listeners out there mm-hmm. in podcast world, mm-hmm. Josh has a father, and he refers to himself as dad, uh, and I've <laughs> met him several times. And every yes. time we do a show in Timaru, your your dad brings me flowers, which I really yes, appreciate, and it's really complicated uh-huh. to take on a plane, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely man, and he loves fishing. Now, yes. Josh, I want you to tell our wonderful listeners what does your father use for bait? Pray tell. Now, was this the mice? Or yes, was it that just was other that. Stuff? No. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, that's <clears> so, mice. hey, Dad, my full. my father. Lives in a in a rural town. He lives on a farm outside of the town, and um, he has some mice from time to time. He's also a very frugal man, so he will set traps for the mice and rats, kill them, um, and instead of throwing away good vermin, he'll put them in a freezer. Um, so we have a couple of freezers. One is for food, and the other one he's kind of. We all live, you know, I've got three brothers um, and my wonderful mother passed away uh, maybe 10, about 10, years, near 10 years ago. So there's only one guy on the farm now and he's got these freezers. And instead of, because he's his own man now, one of them is just for mice, uh, stuff to use as bait. So any food that goes off and food has to go really off 
for my dad not mm. to eat it. He <laughs> is, I mean, he was feral before, but he is eating stuff that is not good for human consumption. So he'll put that into the freezer and then take that out and use it as bait. If I'm thinking about the right one, he, he built like a sort of a, um, a, a machine that sort of draw like a little boat that pulls out a fishing line, which has lots of hooks on it every couple of meters or so. And so he had a whole bucket of mice. My wife came down to visit and he said, let's go fishing. So we didn't know what was happening. He put this bucket in the back. It was frozen. As we drove along, it defrosted. And then it became apparent that it was full of dead things. So I had to say to my wife, please move further away. Don't look in this bucket. We get to the beach. Uh, Yeah. Pulls out the bucket. (laughs) Puts the machine in the water and as it goes out, Mm. he has to hook on rats and mice onto this thing to attract fish. No fish. He could never catch his fish. Fish don't eat mice and rats and like old um, sweet and sour pork that has been left in the van for four weeks. Anyway, so my wife got to see that when we pulled them all back in, he was trying to save the mice, but some of them were so broken apart as he tried to take off their little heads off the... It was not a good thing. So my wife had been in the family about one, maybe one or two or three years, and it was, just, it was a really great baptism. There was mm. still time for her to get out, and she chose to stay. I mean, there's always time. She, I mean, she's made mm. some poor life choices. I have talked to her several times, mm-hmm. usually when you're away. When you're away, often when I'm away, yeah, often. when I'm away, you're yeah. so often. I can't even I'll get tell a text you. from you. I'm at your outside house. your house. <laughs> yeah. I can see your wife. She's doing the laundry. Must be yeah, hot inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's always happy to see she's me. She's fanning herself. Hey, <laughs> let me. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate. She doesn't it. want to soil the undies for Jasmine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something because it's something mm. that always sits closer. You travel a lot for work, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And you've got two little kids. Mm-hmm. So what happens to your children when you're on the road? Well, I mean, I'm not. Um... I'm just asking because I get asked that question a lot. So I thought I'd like to, to put that question to you because people always go, Oh, my God, what happens to your children when you're on the road? I'm like, oh, we just leave them at home alone. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot they're at the airport, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, mean, I've got a very um, understanding partner and um, she is a wonderful mum and she looks after the children when when I'm away. And um, thankfully we live in an era where we can do stuff like this, where I can be in a different country and I can talk to them. And so I would call every day and, and Zoom. And uh, I would read them. I, I would, I would, we did a thing where I would read like Peppa Pig and uh, they would have the, we made it so they could look at the book at the same time. Oh, like it was like a digital oh, nice. book. And that was yeah. really fun. Yeah. We'd draw, try to draw pictures at the same time. We'd oh, I should and, do that. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. But some things they never really sort of work out as cool as you're hoping as kids sort of attention span. So then yeah. I, you know, it really became, I was like, and you get, but if you put this setting, you can see my face reading the book. I'm like, no, we just really want to see the book. I was like, ah. Oh, they just you, want to look at their own face. faces eventually. Yeah. My kids put me on the small photo. I'm the small picture and they're the big picture. <laughs> and then they do like a little play to themselves. And oh, what really? Because both of them have their own iPads, um, mm-hmm. you know, modest flex there, can afford that. Um <laughs> And then what we do is I'll call them and they'll just set set up the iPad in the bedroom wherever 
and then I'll chat to them and they'll be in and out, you know, playing cars or dolls or whatever. And then I'll be busy writing or doing admin and then they'll come back in and I'll chat to them again. But what has happened in the past, especially with the youngest one, I don't know my kids, the youngest one, he um, dropped the iPad between the couch and the wall. And then I was just sort of in there for 40 minutes. <laughs> and... <laughs> Mama's on and the then couch. I can hear them. I'm on the I can couch. hear them, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, babes, but Mama's here behind the couch." And then you can hear them just running around the house and going nuts. And I was like, "Okay," so they just kind of forgot me there. And then eventually I hung up and I phoned back, and then I was found. But uh, it was it took it took a long time because then I just carried on. I'm like, "They'll find me." And every time I heard a noise, I'd say something, but they never came for me. Like I could literally mm. have just been a corpse there behind the couch, but. You know, they didn't come for me. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but they they found you in the end. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the kids were. I've only done one really, really big stint, and that was when I was away for two months. I was in Australia. They were one was six months old, and the other one was two and a half, and that was really tough because they were, you know, they're yeah. so hard to explain. Um, and I felt really guilty and all the time so because they, I mean, I mean, the the boy who's six months was just crawling as I was leaving and I came back and he was like walking around but um yeah. with the with, you know but we sort of try to do a similar thing with you know put me in the corner on the iPad and they can talk to me when they want blah 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 but they have no idea how to use an iPad so they'll knock it yeah. over and everyone starts screaming and then like then I'd just be looking at the ceiling for like 13 minutes while they're screaming oh, no, turn it back on oh, no, turn it back on and then where's daddy where's daddy I'm like I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> And so that was less less helpful than I was hoping. But I did, I mean, I did manage to see sort of him oh, either crawling or walking for the first time. And it, and like we've, got, we've really got that on video because he was like crawling towards me. And I'm like, oh, come on, come on, come on. And it was, it's a really, it's one yeah. of my favorite videos. And um, and he gets to the iPad and he touches it and he hangs up. So you just, it goes from me being very elated to me just sort of being by myself in a quarantine hotel room. <laughs> it's a big roller coaster. Um, it is but, a big roller coaster. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it's, you know, it's our lifestyle and I think they're okay. I think it's very different to, I mean, I can't imagine in the old days when people went to war and stuff like that, well, yeah. just away for a long time with no, like maybe getting a phone call every now and then, they're horrific. Yeah, I mean, I felt really guilty, like not just because I was away, but because I was sleeping well and, um, you know, having drinks with actors and stuff and my poor wife was, was really pulled some heroic hours. Yeah. <laughs> Six months old because you, you, can, you can't just sort of put them. I think you're a complete animal. I wouldn't have gone away at that time. I think the first that's time really I left nice. was when they were two. Yeah. Um, that's uh, horrific. Um, uh, glad, I mean, glad we're talking. Uh, <laughs> have a good hard look at yourself, mate. Can you move your car away from the outside of my house, please? Because it's getting. It's well, I'm house sitting. She knows I'm you're there. She knows you're there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. Yeah, that's, I know. She's here. You've got to come ask if we can just turn up. <laughs> okay. Fine. Let me ask you what what motivates you or what keeps you motivated to entertain people, to make people laugh? What keeps you coming back? And, you know, like, because it's not the most certain industry in the world, is it? You know, if you have to go for umpteenth auditions and you know mm. you get knocked back and but you keep coming back what makes you and i mean there's so many facets to it yeah. acting there's writing there's you do some directing too don't you or don't you do that anymore because that's how you and i really met that's right that's right yes carlson i remember yes i i, I was um working on a tv show they asked me to edit it then they asked me to direct it and then they asked me to 
to help write it. And um, you were brand new on the scene um, yeah. as an unknown. And someone said, Josh, this, 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 this check's really funny. And I was like, great, got you on. By the time we'd cut it and um, put it to air, you were one, if not the biggest um, New Zealand comedian that we had. So that was very annoying because it was sort of a based in reality sort of mockumentary thing. You were, you yeah. got famous and, and too fast. So um that was annoying well, um, for, well, for many well, reasons. But, <laughs> you edited it a bit slow, mate. I edited it very slowly, and it was on the shelf for for, for too long. But um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I just I just like it. I mean, I think I'm a, probably I'm not really a. I wouldn't call me a comedian, although that's what everyone calls me. I've just kind of gone with it. But I do act, um, and I always thought I'd be a serious actor, like a I would trained as a serious actor. But I would, I would do like stand up or improv on the side or theatre sports on the side. Yeah, so so I I would try to be a serious actor, and I did like stand up and theatre sports and improv and stuff, just sort of along the way because it was fun and the people who did that I really liked and gravitated towards. But I never had, I don't have that, I don't have that burning desire to do jokes on stage I do yeah. it and I have done it I've done it with you and it's great fun but I yeah. for me it's more about hanging out with people and friends but like I know I can see it in you and I can see it in other people when you get a good joke you're like oh I can't wait to can't wait to get out yeah. there and try it oh, yeah. and for me it's sheer terror the entire time not for me no thanks can't wait for it to be done I mean I'll do it I have to pretend that I'm a comic yeah. and I'll go out and <laughs> But the thing is, you get so in your head about it because when you have to write yeah. your seven minutes, so every year, Josh goes on tour with uh, the crew from Seven Days. <laughs> they do Seven Days Live and he has to write seven minutes of comedy. And I, I used to tour with you boys and, and every year I say to you, just let me help you. I I will write your seven minutes because I think mm. we have very similar voices. I think I can I can sell mm. you like as uh, your right, voice. Right, totally. And I'm like, just let me do it. But you're so in your head, you're like, no, no, I've, oh no, no, I've got. To, and then you just, no, I've got to yeah, earn it, Ursula. I've got to earn it. Yeah. I have to do it. Otherwise, <laughs> but, that, but it takes it takes me being on a national tour that sells very well to write seven minutes. And like, I will stress about it as soon as I finish the previous year. There'll be like five minutes. Yay, let's celebrate. And then like slow creeping, like, oh, you've got to do it again, you idiot. Yeah, what are you doing yeah, mucking around? You should be writing. You should be writing for this. And it's not actually that bad. You know, I'll write it in like uh, maybe like a <laughs> like a weekend or something, a couple of weekends, but I'll I'll freak out about it all year. But that that's how I know you are stand-up. Like there's a bit of stand-up in you because that's what it is. Mm. You're like, mm. oh, shit, I need to write an hour. I need to write an hour. And you keep saying that for months. And then two weeks before the show opens, you're like, holy shit, you hand break right. it so hard you can smell brake pads for the next six months <laughs> just so you can start writing, <laughs> writing that show. I would only do like those 13 or 14 shows in, in a row for the national tour and by the end of it I would think that my set would be pretty tight like I was like I refined it along the way and I would think I only talk about seven minutes would, was like there's no way it can be better than this no way it can be better than this and by the end of it I would almost start getting a bit bored it's only seven minutes though but then last couple of years I've done some of those sets again and I found huge new bits in the middle which I never did and it's so rewarding on stage it's like yeah I, I want to go because I want to go back like five years and take the good stuff back to, instead of the rubbish I was doing to those poor people. Yeah. Hey, um, okay, so you and I have the same uh, something in common. We both broke something at a job that we can't really talk about. So that's oh, frustrating. Yeah. yeah. You're clavicle. Yeah. And you're asshole. Yeah. I would say coccyx. 
Um, Same but thing. I don't know if it's a better word. No. <laughs> <laughs> you fell your ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Apparently, yeah, I that is, my, I know uh, that is super, super painful to break. Let's say if there's anything yeah. you want to break, it, the last thing you want to break is your coccyx. Yeah, because because I've still, I mean, it's still when I sit down, it's still yeah. I've got to if I'm sit down for a long time, it's careful, and then and yeah. then it's then you've got to be you, then you're a guy going, oh, it's my my tailbone, because saw tailbone, everyone. Yeah, you don't want to be that. No one yeah. believes you. Yeah, I'm good. Look, uh, the surgery's done. Look how tidy that shit is. Great, lovely. I mean, that was that wasn't even four weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah, because I can feel the screws and stuff. But, um, yeah, <gasps> since the surgery, I can rub over You know what's weird? I had makeup okay. done the other day and the makeup ladies all touched it, like slowly <sighs> trying to feel the screws and the plates. I'm like, I've never liked anyone <sighs> enough to do that. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Why? <sighs> Just, I mean, that's their kink now, you know, and I'm here mm. for it. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. It's very niche. All right. Mm. <laughs> I am very niche. <laughs> All right, let's get to the meaty part of this podcast. Please, please. Tell me, what is something that shits you to absolute death about other people? What? What is something that irritates you oh, beyond right. measure? Um, oh, about right, other right. <sighs> There's a weird, it's sort of a, a masculine thing. Especially in the in New Zealand, the sort of more rural or south you sort of go, where um, people have a real chip on your shoulder about anybody who's known or um, done stuff. Yeah. Um, so what they'll try to do is they will first acknowledge that they know who you are, then really say something awful to let you know that you're not all that and then be like no no I'm just kidding you're fine so yeah what you go through is um meeting someone uh, getting caught off guard being insulted and then then they want to hang out so it's a real weird roller so basically it'll go like this they'll go hey you're the guy off the tv I think you're a fucking dick Ha, 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 ha. No, you're all right. Yeah, and then they ask you for a drink. Yeah, they they ask you for a drink if you go, no, thanks. Not for yeah. me. Then they go, oh, you're all up yourself. You think you're special because yeah. you're on TV. Look at you. That, yeah. that really makes me I've, upset. I've met those people. <laughs> I've met those people. But it's a very common. Oh, you think you're a, a funny yeah. cunt, eh? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, actually, I do. I do think I'm a funny cunt. My wife thinks you're funny, but I don't. Ha, 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 no, you're all right. Do you want to sit down with us? No, I don't. I don't know you. I just, I, well, we don't have to have an interaction. <laughs> but we don't need to have an interaction. I can just go yeah. over there and continue my day. It's a it's a strange. I, I kind of understand that people want feel the need to say something because it might be weird to see someone that they've seen on the magical box, but they don't want to give away you know, woe betide someone in New Zealand says something nice to someone they don't know. So insult them and then say, no, I'm just kidding, actually, actually really big fan of your work. But I don't want to tell you that because I don't want people to think that I'm in love with you. I don't really understand how it works. It's so weird. Do you think it's their own insecurities? They're like, oh, I don't want to look like a dickhead, like I'm all needy and fangirling with this person. So I'll just be rude. Yeah, I mean, I think because it's usually dudes, right? Yeah. Would you say it's usually dudes? Yeah. yeah. It's usually dudes. I think yeah, it's yeah. a weird sort of... 
lack of um, don't want to seem, be seen to have any sort of emotional <laughs> or emotions oh, yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the, the people that that go you in this, you know, will approach and go you in the street are usually dudes. The ones that interrupt yeah. your show usually women. Oh, really? Yeah. The rowdy, rowdy people um, disrupting a live show is usually a drunk straight woman. <laughs> in, my, in my experience, 98% of the time. <laughs> and do you sort them out? I mean, you obviously sort them out, but I've seen, I've seen you sort people out. But, like, yeah. do how long before other members of the audience get involved? Well, my shows usually don't get rowdy because I start all my shows right. the same. I go, this is, welcome to my show. If you've never been to one of my shows, I won't pick on you because I feel you come to see the show, not be the show. Plus, I don't want I don't want to talk about you. I want to talk about me. I've written the show. I know how it goes. I don't need your input. If you want to mm. chat, get your own fucking show. This is my time. <laughs> and then, so I 100% discourage it. I'm like, you see, and I think, okay, this is my, and, and Ganesh, um, Raj and I talked about this yesterday. I said, when you grow up in poverty, right, very poor, mm-hmm. and then as an adult, regardless what your situation is then, you will always have that poor chip in your yes. in your in your brain, right? The way yes. you eat, the way you prepare food, yes. the way like poor people don't do pre-prepared meals or half prepared stuff. We fucking cook from scratch because that's what we yes. have to do. Okay. Yes. Um and and the same was when people go out, I always think in my audience there's a couple in there that maybe go out once a year. They don't just fucking yeah. nilly-willy go out. They have money to go out once a year because it's go out, book a sitter, um, you know, have a meal, have a drink. Yes. This is their one yes. outing for the year. I'd be fucked if a drunk mm. bastard is going to fuck up their night. Uh-uh, mm. not on my watch. I'm like, these people yeah. pay good money to come see a show, not to listen to some drunk fuckwit who's been side-loading since fucking noon Come into my show mm. and make a pig of himself. If you want to make a pig of yourself, go out in the foyer and go fucking do that there. Mm. Um, mm. Let me just finish the show. Let these people have a laugh. And then we go, don't waste their money. Yeah. It's insulting. It is insulting. It's so, yeah. I wonder where it comes from. I guess part of it is wanting to be wanting to be part of what's happening. Yeah. Because I always find it awkward when people just, I don't know, when people just repeat parts of your, like you think, I, you think they're heckling, but they're just saying your jokes again. Over, Yeah. Like, That's when they so in hand. the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they so in the moment. I, I get it because my mum does that. You know, like if someone yeah. in a movie waves, my mum's going to wave back. And it's because she's so in the moment. She lives herself so mm. into it. And I make allowances for that. Like I did a show in Auckland this weekend. The front group, there was about 20 people, mates, that had come to the show. And they were sitting sort of almost in their own block, you know, at the Bruce Mason. They've got that half moon. And they were sort of the half moon. So I thought, unfortunately, they the cl- people closest to me. But then the other people in the auditorium can't hear them. They can't see them. You know, they don't. So I don't want to go ape shit on these people. They are only, they're having a great time. Yeah, they're drunk mm. and they sort of chatty yeah. amongst themselves, but they're not disruptive to the other people. They're only disruptive to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I can handle yeah. that. You know, I've yeah. done this show. I, I, I know I can power through your shit. Um, <laughs> and as long as the rest of them are having a good time and you're not disrupting them, I'll allow yeah. it. 
But you also know yeah. it's such a fine balance because you can't go, hey, shut the fuck up. You can't, yeah. you know, like I've seen people go so apeshit at the audience and I'm like, oh, my God, those people can't remember what happened. They, they're drunk and all yeah, they can yeah. remember is you were screaming at them and yeah. they will never come back to see you. <laughs> and even the people in the back, they don't know what's going on. Like, you know, say if you're in the back, you're sober, you're just there with your wife. Now for five minutes I'm screaming at people, you you don't know what's happening. You're like, what the fuck's going on? I yeah. don't know. I can't hear anything. You just hear me go, you fucking disruptive cunt. And then, yeah, I've ruined your night now because you're like, why is she so angry? I don't know. She's going yeah. like shit. You know? like, so it's a very fine balance. But, yeah. um, I mean, that just comes with comedy, doesn't it? You know, if you yeah. want well-behaved, do do ballet. Although I've never found, you know, toes <laughs> strong enough to keep my ass in the air. <laughs> All right. Tell me something about you that gets you okay. to death. Oh, shit. Shit. Oh, where do I start? Get your wife on. Get your wife on. We'll no, no, this no, 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 no. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. <laughs> That's a separate podcast, a very, very long podcast. Um, um, no, what, what do I, I, um, I'm not a, yeah, I procrastinate like you wouldn't believe, but I, I still manage to, I don't know, I, 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 I'm a, hmm, I procrastinate. I have like levels of stuff that I don't want to do. So I'll only do my taxes if I have to write stand-up, for example. Yeah. If I have to write stand-up, it's, probably my least thing that I want to do. So I'll suddenly clean the house, paint something outside, and then, you know, doing my taxes, doing horrific admin to get that out of the way before I go, right, now I can write stand-up. Yeah. So I think um, procrastinating is something that that I that I do I do very well and I wish I didn't. No, I feel that. I mean, um, I think that's that comes with the territory. I'm a procrastinator. Like I can clean the whole house and then go, okay, fine. I have nothing else. Now I'll do it. But then, you know, at least now you've got a show and the house is clean. So is it bad? Yeah. I don't think so. You know. Well, no, what I'm really doing is waiting for something else to interrupt. So I go, oh, I might go for a run. But what I'll do is I'll suddenly go through all my emails, go through lots of messages, see if anyone needs me to do anything. If anyone needs, if anyone can take up my time, so I don't have to do like go for a run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'm going to let you go because you probably have shit to do. Um, Josh, thank you so much for chatting with me. <laughs> it's been an absolute delight, it. as it always is. Yeah, mm, mm. always. We should hang out more. I'm at your house enough. I'll, I'll start coming around when you're there. Yeah, I'll be good if when you come into my house, wait until I'm there. Not just for whatever else you're doing. I don't know. I mean, I have a good time, you know. I was yeah, there when your son at... started walking. It was a magical time. What? What's that? What? That's nice. Oh, sorry. It was breaking up there. Um... Can you? Hello? <laughs> if you could just. <laughs> That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.